0: Have you been okay boomered? Hmm. You haven't really gotten into the weeds of generational tension if you have not been on the receiving end of okay boomer. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Okay boomer is the exasperated response of young people. to what they perceive as the detached, disconnected diatribes of the baby boom generation. For example, if you were to say to a recent college graduate something like, you know, before you go out on that job interview, you might want to take out your nose ring. The response might be, okay, boomer. By which the nose ringed one, speaking for his generation, means You just don't get it. You'll never get it. You're so old and old-fashioned, you don't even realize that the world is changing and that you will soon be extinct." If an establishment type were to criticize a high school senior that her proposal to eliminate all use of fossil fuels in 50 years is unrealistic, she might respond, OK, boomer. By which she means, clueless. They're just clueless. Apparently OK Boomer has become the rallying cry of millennials. It actually began with Gen Z – those born between 1996 and 2010. In response to the rantings of a baby boomer who was videoed characterizing these younger generations as spoiled, fragile and suffering from this Peter Pan syndrome, never wanting to grow up, the youthful ones struck back. They produced hilarious videos and memes on TikTok. If you've never heard of TikTok, all I can say to you is, okay, boom." That seems to have gotten under the skin of the boomers. I'm not really sure why. Speaking as a boomer, it's such a polite and dignified, even a gently respectful put-down. There's no rambling, no ranting, no raving, no raised voices, no crude insults, no screeds, no accusations of racism, social or sexual phobias, or white privilege, as some young activists like to hurl out in anger. It's just an ingenious way to cut us down to size and to puncture the know-it-all mentality that many of us, consciously or not, exude. It's a kind of verbal shrug of the shoulders. Okay, whatever, you just don't get it. And in truth... Many of us don't get it. We know we don't get it. We're insecure about it. It's one reason some of our generation are so sensitive about the put down. We don't understand the rapidly changing world as well as we would like, and that disorients us. We hardly understand technology. We think we're so cool. You know. We use email and Facebook not even realizing that teenagers consider the use of this technology ancient. You may as well say to them, I'll fax you later. <laughs> you know, they'll look at you with this bewildered stare. Well, well, what? What, what did he say? What facts does he want from me later? It's not only technology. There's a growing way, wave of opposition to the way that we boomers have run the world. It's rooted in values and expressed politically – even if, for the time being, some of its more prominent spokespeople are themselves in their 70s. That's not to say that all change is necessarily good, or that an idea is sound simply because it is popular with younger generations. History is replete with generational changes that have been catastrophic. It does, however, portend dramatic change in the next 50 years – for better or for worse. Some baby boomers consider the slogan OK Boomer ageist. I don't think so. We protest too much – perhaps because we know that there is a fundamental dynamic at play which is ineluctable and immovable as the earth itself. Our time will soon be over. We are now at the peak of our social and economic influence. But our power will soon wane. The next generation will soon assume our titles and responsibilities. That prospect The young will soon take over from us – always unsettled older generations. Socrates, Socrates, 2,500 years ago, wrote this. Young people today are soft and delicate. They love luxury. They have bad manners, contempt for authority. They show disrespect to their elders young people are now tyrants. They no longer rise when elders enter the room. They contradict their parents and tyrannize their teachers. Greece survived those young, tyrannical Athenians. That generation produced Plato. And the generation after that produced Aristotle. In fact, If you remember, one of the charges against Socrates that led to his execution was corrupting the youth. I have enormous confidence in the next generation. For the first decade of my career, I was almost always the youngest in the room. For the past ten years, at least, my work colleagues have been Gen X and Millennials mostly – practically all of the parents of our school-aged Children in our synagogue are Gen X's or Millennials. Many of our synagogue trustees are Gen X and Millennials. They are among the most impressive people you will ever meet. And I spend several hours a week with their children. What a great generation. So smart, alive, so concerned about injustice. It's fashionable now to dump on the youth of America. They're screen-addicted, spoiled, self-absorbed adolescents. They can't tolerate criticism because everyone gets praised all the time by their helicopter parents. They receive trophies for last place because the most important thing is to show up. They need safe space to protect their fragile egos. There is some merit to this, of course, but I've always had so much hope in the youth of America. In many ways, they are so much better than we were at their age. For the life of them, they cannot understand or accept discrimination on the basis of color or creed or sexual orientation. They are quick, decent, and sensitive. I don't like everything about Gen Z. I don't like safe spaces or trigger warnings. I don't like woke and cancel culture. I don't like the rush to victimhood. I don't like elevating feelings over free speech. But many of them don't like it either. They are no more uniform in their views than we are in ours. And besides, even those problematic ideas are rooted in good values – values that we ourselves instilled in them – be kind, care about others, try not to offend, Be sensitive, fight injustice, embrace diversity. Perhaps some young people are overly sensitive to insults and feelings, a kind of moral fervor formed in the liquid dew of youth. But we were pretty sensitive too. And we too were pretty headstrong in our day. And the youth of today have good reason to be sensitive. Look at the coarse, dismissive, egocentric, corrupt, selfish, arrogant attitude conveyed every day from the president on down. Do we want them to be like them? And they have reason to be concerned about what kind of world we are leaving them. They are crushed by debt, do not have the same career or economic opportunities that we did. Gun violence is rampant. There was another high school shooting yesterday in California. and We are dumping this colossal climate challenge on them. Generational tension is at the heart of this week's Torah portion, Vayera. In two consecutive chapters, Abraham distances his children. In Genesis chapter 21, he banished his son Ishmael. In chapter 22, Abraham was prepared to sacrifice Isaac on the altar of his own beliefs. Abraham was willing to abandon the next generation, albeit reluctantly. He never sees Ishmael again. And some Jewish commentary suggests that Isaac, too, was estranged from his father for all the rest of his days. It is a continuing theme throughout the book of Genesis. Abraham and his descendants cannot get the generational dynamics right. Isaac too is unable to relate properly to his two sons, Jacob and Esau, and both are distanced from him. Jacob's sons are so enraged by their father's favoritism to Joseph that they were prepared to destroy Jacob's life by selling Joseph into slavery, telling their father that he was killed by a wild beast. The entire book of Genesis is one long description of dysfunction between the generations. Now I'm reticent to give any advice about the future to the youth of today. You can't learn about the future from someone who lived a different future than you will. You just have to live it. And besides, speaking of Socrates. I'm reminded of the schoolchild who was asked to write an essay on ancient Greece. She wrote three sentences. Socrates was a Greek philosopher. He went around giving people advice. They poisoned him. So with caution, I offer the following advice to the younger generations. You will learn through enduring the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. That life is unfair, but we can make it more fair. That the struggle against injustice never ends, but we can make progress towards a more just world. That selfishness and self centeredness is deeply rooted in the human condition, but that we can prevail over our baser impulses. And remember, We baby boomers we did some great things too. We invented the technology that now you use ubiquitously. We ushered in the sexual revolution. We enhanced and expanded women's rights in the feminist movement. We made enormous progress on civil rights. We opposed the war in Vietnam and ultimately brought it to an end. And you guys – you millennial and Gen Xs? It won't be too long before you are where we are now. You too will do great things. And like all the generations that preceded you, you'll become the establishment. But time speeds by. You'll spend a brief moment holding the levers of social power and then give way to those who will follow you. And as every generation before you, all the way back to the genesis generations you will be challenged by your children and their children hold on to them tight they will be your future